day, everyone, and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining in. 2020 is undoubtedly one of the worst years most of us have lived through. And we've talked for months about all of the things that have made it so hard and heartbreaking. But today is a day to look back on some of the more minor annoyances of this year and have a couple of laughs together. Every year here on Detroit Today, we celebrate the infamous anti-holiday Festivus with our annual airing of grievances. And this year is going to be no different. Festivus, of course, was made famous by the iconic 90s sitcom Seinfeld, when bumbling patriarch Frank Costanza, after bludgeoning a fellow holiday shopper over a doll for his son George, decided there had to be a better way. A new holiday was born. A festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> At the festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. The tradition of festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. That's right. We got a lot of problems with a lot of things and a lot of people, and now you're going to hear about it. And how fitting that in 2020, this is technically our second Festivus show. If you're a longtime listener, you might remember that the presidential impeachment hearings last December preempted our 2019 Festivus show. We never got it done in 2019. So we had to push our airing of grievances into January of this year. Little did we know then how many grievances we would amass over the next 12 months. We especially want to hear from you today. What are the things about 2020 and the new normal that it has brought that really grinds your gears? Keep in mind, we want to talk about the things that we can also laugh about. We have talked for months about the devastating aspects of this year, all of the loss and anguish that all of us have been going through. But today is about the smaller things, the funny things, the Zoom meetings, the adjustments to working from home, the overexposure to family members and roommates, the celebrity moments that drove you absolutely nuts this year. Call us at 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. And tell us your grievances. And let's laugh about those grievances together. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to the WDT Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and uh, we will hear your grievances that way. There are already a number of people in the queue on uh, social media talking about Festivus and the things that are driving them nuts uh, about this year. Uh, before we get started with you guys, though, I want to welcome two really great voices to this conversation, two people who make me laugh each year about uh, their grievances and I think uh, bring a really interesting perspective uh, to this question. Bill Nowling is communications director for Wayne County Executive Warren Evans. Bill, welcome to Detroit Today. Well, uh, Stephen, thank you. And let me just start off by saying to everyone, put your damn phone on mute. <laughs> put your phone on mute. That's right. Is that one of your grievances, Bill? That's one of my grievances. We'll get to it. <laughs> uh, okay. And then uh, I also want to welcome uh, another familiar voice to 
the show, Candace Fortman, who is Chief of Engagement and Operations for Outlier Media. Candace, welcome to Detroit Today. Do we have Candace yet? I think we are trying to get Candace on the line still. We're I'm here. Oh, you're there. There you are. Okay. <laughs> how are you? My first grievance has been filed. Uh, your first grievance is that we can't figure out how to get people on the air all the time. No, right? no, no, no. That my internet <laughs> won't oh, let me be great. Yeah. That was my internet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Internet is, uh, internet is so much more a big part of uh uh, our lives, we rely on it way more now, and it doesn't always work that uh, no, that doesn't. we want it. Okay, so I am going to start with the two of you. Uh, just uh, give us a list, a short list uh, for now, of the things that just really cheesed you off this year, things that uh, that you just can't stand. Bill, I'll start with you. Oh, God, I've got so many sticky notes right here. I mean, you know, I think I'll just do a random selection here. You know, the first one has to be, and I'm just, you know, and, I, and I'm going to hate on you a little bit, Stephen, but, you know, this is the third or fourth year that I've done this. Actually, it's probably only the second year for using your math, but um, when are we going to get some damn swag? I mean, come oh. on, you know, you know, get married to spring for some some licensing fees. We need some swag. <laughs> some festivist swag? We need some festivist swag because, oh. you know, I think at the end of the year, it could be a moneymaker for you guys. So just think about that. That's not a bad idea at all. I haven't so, thought but that. But we don't, you know, I don't have a cup that says festivist, WBT, <laughs> Detroit Today, or something like that. So I wonder if we would have to pay NBC, which I imagine still owns the rights to Seinfeld if we if we did that. Uh, yeah, we well, look we can, into, we there's a Thirty Rock with, episode about that. Yes, you would. Similar, <laughs> but I think we need some swag. So I mean, you know, let's, okay, let's let's get that done. I already talked about putting your. Your, your phone on you. I mean, come on. How many conference calls do you have to be on before you realize that your phone's not on mute? Yeah, right. And that happens here on the show, too. It's, when we have people on sometimes, they don't mute their phones, and, and listeners are hearing beeps and vibrations and other things that are going on. That, well, not uh, only that, but, you know, it, you know, I don't want to hear your order for Tim Hortons. <laughs> you know, I don't want to hear you eating potato chips. You know, on a phone call with fifty other people. Right, that's right. Spare us all of the details of your personal life. Yeah, you're on this with these work calls. You know, the, the, the other thing that bothers me with a lot of people is, you know, I thought that with social distancing and working from home, this this plague of the personal office visit to follow up on an email would end. Oh, and it has not. It's only gotten worse. Now I get texts, I get phone calls, and and my kids and my wife walk into my office at home and say, "Did you get the email I just sent you?" <laughs> it's like I'll I'll respond to it when I get to it, right? Yeah. You don't and have then, to ask me. And that. then you know that's not the question that they're asking. That's the other pet peeve. It's like people don't ask the question that they really want to know. It's not did you get it. It's like did you read it? And so and why haven't you responded? And why haven't you read it? And then they sit there until you read it. When they could have just walked into your office and said, hey, I want you to do this. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> you know, I, I think there are so many little wrinkles of the way life is right now in terms of uh, us all being at home and with our families a lot more that, that will make the, the Festivus grievance list this year. I, I, we could probably have a six-hour show where people just talked about things about staying home all day 
and and adjusting to that that uh, that really make them really make them annoyed. Uh, Bill, oh. that's a that's a pretty yeah. Good I'm list. gonna I'm gonna stop because I I, I won't. I'm just getting started. <laughs> you have so. way more. That's right. We will come. More. We will come back to you, of course, and uh, and and hear the rest of your list. Okay, Candice, uh, Before we get to your list, uh, I want to say to our listeners: normally, your list includes gripes about me. And uh, <laughs> uh, and so uh, this year is no different. This year, I'm I, I'm prepared. I I know what's coming, or I, I have some idea that it is coming. So you won't catch me by surprise. But uh, let's let's hear what's on your list. Sure. So I'm not going to start there. I'm going to end there. So I'm going to start first of all, Bill. You and I have the same grievance, and I live at home, and people are still coming into my office, and I don't understand <laughs> that. So that's confusing for me. Um, number one on my list, plants. I tried so hard to become a plant mother like all of the other people on Twitter and TikTok um, who have been raising whole gardens in their homes. <laughs> I have killed everything that I have touched, both outside and inside. It, right behind me is a fig tree is the last thing standing. It has two leaves left on it. Oh, no. And I don't have anything else left to give. My Christmas tree is not even up in my house because I had a plumbing disaster happening. So I'm literally killing a Christmas tree in my garage right now. Oh, like, no. I cannot keep a green thing alive. And it's it's frightening. Um, it's also why I don't have children. So <laughs> number two, um, sewer lines. Did you know that the sewer line behind your house could collapse? Yes. Mine did three weeks ago. Oh. It is a very expensive fix. And it they come the and they thing. dig up they dig up your yard. They and, dig up your yard. Oh. They do. They do. They do. And so the grass, the, the only green thing in my world, is now brown. So it's a real reflection of the year for me. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> not like, just yeah, plants. Course. It's the lawn, too. That's dead. It's the lawn. <laughs> it's the waste. It's oh, the waste. No. Um, it's the whole thing. Um, and just a real short one. Now Home Depot is where I can is my only hope for finding a date. That's concerning for me. Uh, <laughs> You're finding dates at Home Depot. I'm not. Okay. That's the concerning okay. part. <laughs> You're I'm looking for dates be. at Home Depot. <laughs> According to the girls, that's the place you go to troll for men, and it's not working for me. Wow. Um, I'm going to try again today because I have to go buy paint. Um, so I'll update you all to see if it finally worked. And last but certainly not least, Stephen. I mean, I thought this year I wouldn't be able to see you. So it was no way in the world you could possibly end up on my list this year. Oh, but Stephen, you are mighty in your way. <laughs> figuring out how to make it to my list. A couple of weeks ago, <laughs> Stephen sent a tweet to me <laughs> that was so ridiculous. And I think he is the only person who can relate to it, according to the responses. Um, there are evidently children who use their snowsuits as restroom um, and Stephen was one of them evidently and he said I told him I was going to buy an adult snowsuit so I could go sledding and he was like oh well you can do what I did as a kid and you can go number one in it and I was horrified also intrigued by the thought process that led a young Stephen to decide a snowsuit was the perfect restroom and also then to tweet it at, his, at 50 years old. Yeah, <laughs> well, I have, have I have no shame about this. I think it is ingenuity. It was young ingenuity on my part that 
brought me to this realization. And only a man, <laughs> only a man would call that ingenuity. Would think this, but <laughs> the idea that you know this very thick fabric, usually very dark colored, mm. uh, mm-hmm. was the was a place that uh, you could pee and no one would know. Right? Sure. Uh, your poor mother. Your poor <laughs> right. other mother. than your parents, right? Who would have to? That's clean it right. Up. <laughs> I think lots of little kids think that way. and I don't. I don't think that, Stephen. <laughs> you think I'm I the think only you're one? alone and you want company and we need to get a therapist on festivus next year to work through that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't think do. that way. So, yeah, I'm, you I'm didn't do that either, Bill? No, no. That's, that's, that's just wrong, Stephen. <laughs> well, a lot of people on Candace's Twitter account also told me, that this was absolutely not okay, and uh, and was also not okay to share. But uh, whatever, I, I you know I'm, more I don't have any shame. <laughs> oh no, I'm glad you shared because it's going in the vault. <laughs> it's one of those but, things people will now hold against me, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I should make it clear I don't do that anymore. I don't do that as an adult, and I well, wouldn't. I guess that's encouraging. <laughs> well, you know, in the era of what passes for truth now. You know, the fact that you can't prove that you no longer do it anymore makes me suspect (laughs) that you are still doing it. That's right. I have to figure out a way to prove a negative in order to to steer clear of this horrible childhood uh, habit I had. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue the airing of our grievances. At some point in the hour, I will air the grievances that I have from 2020. But next, we're going to get to listeners. Lots of people queued up to talk about the things that really drove them nuts about 2020, both on social media and on the phones, where you can also join. 313-577-1019 is the number. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you've joined us. I'm especially glad you've joined us today because it is Festivus, our annual airing of the grievances here on Detroit Today, and we are trying to have a little fun at the end of a pretty miserable year for everyone, uh, trying to take note of some of the small things that annoy us uh, in life. And there are new things that uh, have been annoying us because of the massive changes that we've all experienced to life, especially at work and at home. Uh, We want to hear from you about those things. What are the things that are really driving you nuts right now? Uh, Not the big things, the really painful things that we've experienced, but the little things, the things that just uh, get on your last nerve. As always, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. 1019. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter, put comments there, and we will include you in the airing of grievances. I've got two great guests with us as well. Candace Fortman is Chief of Engagement and Operations at Outlier Media. Bill Nowling is Communications Director for Wayne County Executive Warren Evans. They join us each year to air their grievances, uh, and uh, we will uh, get back to them in just a little. Right now, I want to read some of the comments that we already have on Twitter about uh, grievances. Tanya says, packages lost in shipping. That is a huge one right now. I mean, I think everybody is waiting for something that they ordered 
a week or more than uh, that ago and and hoping that it was going to be under the tree for Christmas. Uh, Our fingers need to be double-crossed, all of them, to make sure that everybody gets what they're supposed to get before Friday. Uh, She also says, bad internet connection only when I'm on a work web meeting. Uh, Nasty chewing and bag crinkling on web meetings. Uh, That's similar to Bill's uh, complain about how people conduct themselves when they are on Zoom or on conference calls. Uh, Alex on Twitter says, how about cars that don't pull up enough in the Starbucks drive through So you have to shout your order when the box is at your front tire. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> he yes. says, I'm looking at you, white scion. He's a very specific car, I guess. He's you know, and that car always in front of you is a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> That's right. They're just they're just dissing you in every way, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ed on Twitter says, working from the home office, a.k.a. the kitchen table, my daughter refusing to knock on my office door to call me sir to fetch me coffee. I even threatened to put it in her quarterly report. <laughs> That's very the funny. The office door, the refrigerator? <laughs> the refrigerator He's in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> uh, Senator Mallory McMorrow, a Democrat from Royal Oak, says people turning off their camera on Zoom. She says, we all look ragged, Susan, but it's the best we've got to actually see each other and know you're engaged in the conversation. Also, she says, wear a mask for Pete's sake. Uh, I know Senator McMorrow has been all over people about wearing masks and being safe during the pandemic. Uh, so uh, keep the, the, the Twitter comments coming. We will work as many of them into the show as we can. Uh, I'm going to get to the phones now, though. Uh, let's go to Jerry. Jerry in Detroit. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Stephen. Hey. My first time at Festivus. <laughs> the first time of Festivus, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, uh, my first, my biggest pet peeve of this year, I think, and I told your screener this, was the hypocrisy of Trump supporters. They spent the entire four years of the Trump presidency writing about how Donald Trump is treated, but I can remember how how these same Trump supporters bought into Trump's birtherism and trash Barack Obama, and I have a feeling they're going to do the same thing to Kamala Harris. Yeah, I think you might be right, Jerry, and that's a good, that is a good one. It's a little more serious than some of the others that we've had, but but I can't argue with, uh, I can't argue with it, and I can't, certainly can't say that it's, uh, that it's not something that gets on my nerves. It does, uh, and, and uh, I, I'm glad you called and, and shared that. Uh, let's go to Nick, Nick in Detroit. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, So at the top of the show, you asked for maybe some grievances about uh, our new normal. Um, But I'd like to air my grievances about something that's unfortunately been our normal for the past 60 years. (laughs) The old normal. Um, (laughs) An old normal. uh, And that would be the culture of middling mediocrity of the Detroit Lions. Oh, no. Um, no. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. uh, so before I, I start, uh, I'd just like to call out Sheila Ford Hant. If you're listening to this right now, this one's for you. Um, <laughs> you should have fired Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn after the first game of the season. Uh, the mm-hmm. people of Detroit deserve a lot better. I'm done wasting the talent of a top-ten quarterback. Uh, I'm done watching the defense uh, that's bottom in the league, uh, and uh, we deserve a lot better. So yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Nick, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at uh, all. You know, I don't, I don't hate the Lions. I hate the people that keep buying the tickets to the lot. <laughs> because Same. they're enabling, right? Yes. <laughs> Good, 
you know, I, I have a, I have an incredible, you know, love for Detroit sports and for the city, and it, it, it prevents me from hating the Lions. I mean, as much as I get frustrated with the, their performance and, of course, the ownership and the way that I think the ownership perpetuates uh, the, the, the current situation – I can't. I can't say I hate the Lions or that I even hate the ownership. It, it, it's like uh, it's like your family, right? Uh, Steven, uh, your family might treat you wrong. They might do you wrong, <laughs> but uh, and you want them to do better. But you you never get to that point where you're just like uh, I hate you or, or I, I can't stand Cut those you. people off. <laughs> Is that how, what I'm supposed to do? Cut them off? I can't. yes, I. Yes, cut them off. I'm literally sitting here in a Coleman Young hoodie. Cut them off. I understand love the city. Cut them off. Cut them off. Oh, that is harsh. But how do you do that? So you just not pay any attention? I mean, I have been boycotting the NFL for several years, so it's not as big a deal to me. But but I'd still root for the, the idea of the Detroit team doing well. And And I always say, think about it this way. When the Lions go to the Super Bowl and win it, Think of how big a deal that is going to be in this town. I, I've always told Detroit cops the worst night of their lives will be the night that the, the the Lions win the Super Bowl. I mean, people will just go bananas all yeah, over the place. I, 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 think, I think that the letdown despair will just be catastrophic because that will be the highest point in Detroit sports life right there. <laughs> it will never get any higher than that. No. It will never, ever, no matter what sport it is, meet That's that right. euphoria again. Right. Because the Lions will never get there again if they do manage to get there to begin with. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's right. Nick, I'm really glad you called. I, 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 but I'm begging you, Nick, don't hate the Lions. We gotta love the Lions. We gotta we gotta love the Lions, and maybe that love will translate into better decision making inside the organization. That's that's been my approach, but uh, obviously, it hadn't worked because uh, they're not any better than they were when I was a kid. <laughs> Nick, thanks again for the call. Let's go to Glenn in Gross Point Woods. Glenn, welcome to the show. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah. Um, mine is a semi-serious one, but I think it applies to a lot of different areas. Um, the phrase both sides, or as I like to call it, both sides-ism. Yeah. I look at it for a lot of people. It's kind of a verbal or intellectual crutch for folks when they are confronted with an issue. And you'll be discussing something. I'll be with a friend, and they'll say, well, both sides do it. And as an example, it's politicians. So, all politicians are corrupt and greedy. Greedy. Oh, really? Well, you're sure? Well, then show me some evidence. You know, give me an, an you know, even an anecdotal evidence to show me, you know, but the both sides. It's just such a cop out. And uh, that's I, what I got. I absolutely agree with you, uh, Glenn. I think I think it's one of the things that makes it very difficult to to have productive debates about politics and policy uh, to get anywhere in those discussions. Bill Nowling, you spent years and years uh, in politics. Uh, I, I imagine this is something that probably annoys you as well. Well, I mean, you know, this this is probably a perennial on my list of pet peeves is when did we all have to agree on something? 
right? Right. You know, this notion that we've got to reach consensus or agreement. No, no, we don't. You know, there's going to be one side that's in control of making decisions and another side that's not. And we can influence those decisions. But, you know, to sit here and say, and, you know, to Glenn's point, well, you know, both sides do it or both sides have to get to it. It's like, no, no, Stephen and I disagree on many things. Yes, we do. We still (laughs) manage to have a fruitful, friendly, fun relationship with one another that's full of respect. But, you know, we've lost that. And that's one of my pet peeves. I mean, if we're going to be serious for a minute, is that, you know, we've lost the sense of, you know, being comfortable in our own in our own uh, skin and letting other people be comfortable in theirs. Mm. Mm. Uh, that's a really interesting way to think of it is a way to, to, to get past that kind of roadblocking that I think uh, that gets in the way of, of those discussions. Glenn, you're right. It was a little more serious than what we are typically talking about on Festivus, but I'm really glad you called because that's a really great uh, that's a really great example. Uh, we've got more Twitter comments here that I want to add to the conversation. Stephanie says, people pulling their masks down to sneeze. For the love of Pete, keep your mask up. That's the purpose of I have not seen people doing that. Are people doing that? Yes. Oh, my yes. goodness. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> the no. whole idea is no, to, to prevent you from spreading droplets all over the place. I can't do that if you pull the mask down. Uh, Lady Throttle on Twitter says, I'm envious of those people who coordinate the color of their mask with an outfit. I haven't seen a lot of that either, but that's pretty cool. Those are my favorite kind of people. (laughs) Those are people who have fully embraced this life. They're like, hey, if we're here, I'm still going to be fabulous. It gives me very much like Detroit Baptist church lady energy, (laughs) matching a hat to a suit. It's the same energy. The mask match too, right? That's right. That's right. It's beautiful. You know, I have a lot of, I have bought a lot of masks this year because I I actually want to be able to just have lots of different ones and not worry about where they are. And so they're in the car Mm -hmm. and they're at home and and I have bought, the more stylish ones. I've spent the money to make sure that they have nice patterns on them or, or nice fabric, but I, they, they don't match anything. I mean, I, that, that seems like another step in the process to say, well, not only am I going to buy a, a mask that's actual fabric and uh, a design, but I'm going to match it to my clothes. I don't know that I could... Uh, I don't know if I could manage all of that. So you got to go all the way, Stephen. <laughs> that's right. Maybe that. Maybe that's my 2021 goal is to start <laughs> matching the mask to my clothing. Okay. Again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phones. That's three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. Let's go to Brian in Dearborn. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Steve. Sure. So um, here's the deal. Okay. I'm the editor for a local newspaper, the Yemeni American News, and it drives me nuts, (laughs) just nuts, when you go out to a city council meeting or you do something for three, four hours, and you report on it, and then the first comment you get on Facebook is, well, I don't believe that. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) what? Do you think I wanted to sit there for that? I mean, really, I'm getting paid to do this. You people, I swear. 
And it's been worse this year. Let's admit it. It's been worse. It has. You're not wrong, so, Brian. <laughs> I'm just I'm just done with it. Yeah. No, I'm not sure that's true. Know. How do we know that? We're, yeah, we're working, okay? <laughs> Brian, I love I love this grievance, of course, as a journalist, because uh, all of us deal with publishing or broadcasting in some way and then have to deal with the feedback from that. And, mm-hmm. and you're not wrong. That feedback has taken on a really different patina in the last, I would say, five or ten years than it than it used to. Uh, uh, Candace Fortman, your chief of engagement and operations at Outlier Media, this has got to be something you've noticed too, but maybe you're somebody who's thought of ways that uh, we could make this a little better. Yeah, so actually, one, I'm the executive director of Outlier, but... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, I'm getting, am um, I getting your <laughs> title wrong again? This is another thing that always happens on this show. The I'm title in front of me is the I one changed. I read. <laughs> I read the one that's on the rundown. That's not, so that's now, not my chart. <laughs> so, now I, so now my grievance is with the producers. We'll, okay. I'll, I'll text them later. <laughs> Anyhow, um, this is something I think about a lot. Stephen and I have talked about this a lot. How do you restore trust in journalism? Yeah. And I think that we spend a lot of time inside the industry feeling personally attacked. And I get that. I understand that very on a very personal level. But I also think that we have to pay attention to why that exists. Mm. Why do people, why has trust in media um, started to fall apart? And there are a lot of good examples to to point to. I think that network television news has done us no favors um, and they continue to destroy trust. Um, And that's not just Fox News, by the way. I think that all of them play a role in this. But I also think that um, as newspapers have started to get smaller, people are not seeing themselves reflected enough inside their own inside those papers. And yeah. oftentimes when you don't see yourself reflected, you don't think that your story is a part of the truth, a part of the narrative. And everybody has their own truth inside of a story. So I think that we have a long way to go yeah. to restoring trust. But I think that we also see organizations popping up like Bridge Detroit and Outlier Media who are like that is the center of their model. for. Yeah, I was going to so I, was I gonna think say, it'll happen. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we we definitely need to give a shout out to Outlier Media here, which, I mean, for, for listeners who don't know, this is an organization that has really uh, pioneered uh, an approach to making news and journalism reflective of the community it's trying to serve. And you do that uh, by, by being in close touch with Detroiters all of the time and asking them What's going on in your life? What's going on in your neighborhood? What are the problems that you're facing uh, as a Detroiter? And then you respond by doing journalism that answers their questions, gives them the help that they need, uh, and then shines a light on the problem for the larger community. And that's a really different model than other than other media. Have. Yeah, my 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 grievance is kind of a, a little bit of a take on this, but you know. It really just irks me how much conspiracy theories are taking hold, especially this last mm-hmm. four years. And, you know, I tell people, I said, look at me, I work in government. Let me tell you how hard it is to pull off a conspiracy. <laughs> Everything <laughs> has to go right. You can't make one mistake and you have to be enormously smart. Okay, none of those things exist in government. So, <laughs> so it's impossible, right? 
It's not possible. It's just there. There are too many things to go wrong yeah. that will go wrong right. to keep a conspiracy from from ever happening. But that's yet that's the first thing that we go to. Well, yeah. how do you know this is true? To, you know, to uh, to Steve's boy. You know, how do you know this is true? Well, because I just said it. That's why I just said. You know, I get that all the time on my Facebook. I'll post something about coronavirus, and they'll say, "Well, what's your source?" And I'll say, "Me." <laughs> Me, oh, I'm the source. I'm looking at the numbers. Here Primary are, source. You know? <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue airing our grievances here on Detroit Today, something we do every year. We want to hear more from you, uh, listeners. 313 577 1019 is the number on the phones. Call and tell us about the little annoyances of 2020, the things that are just driving you nuts about the year. Uh, also, go to Facebook. Twitter, put comments there, and we'll try to include them in the program that way. And in a little bit, I will go down my list of grievances for 2020. You don't want to miss that. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. News, music, culture, and community. Every day on 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, I'm really glad you have joined us. It is Festivus here on Detroit Today the annual time when we air our grievances about the year that has passed. Of course, 2020 has brought us lots of things to be really angry about, really sad about, uh, and we've spent a lot of time on the show this year talking about those things. Today, I'm going to talk about the more minor annoyances of life, the things that just are kind of driving you nuts about 2020. And, of course, we want to hear... From you, the listeners, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Call and tell us the things that are making you nuts about 2020. Uh, I've got two great guests with us, as always, for Festivus. Candace Fortman is the – all right, Candace, you you tell me what your, your title is because I don't have it – I don't have the right one here. What is your current title at Outlier? Executive Director. Executive Director of Outlier Media. Uh, also, Bill Dowling, Communications Director, Wayne County Executive, uh, Warren Evans. Uh, Candace, before we get back to the list, I, I, I want to make sure that I don't make your grievance list for 2021 today. Uh, I was... <laughs> I was I was explaining what Outlier Media was to our listeners, and in the middle of it, I thought I should probably just let Candace do this since uh, she's the executive director; she runs it. So I, I want to make but sure. But you did such a great job. Okay, I got it right. I just want to make sure it was job. accurate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You did a wonderful job. Okay. Uh, let's go back to the phones here with uh, with our listeners and their grievances. TJ in Gross Point. TJ, what's on your mind? Good morning, Stephen. Hey, how are you? I under- Good. I understand that people wanted the comfort of the holiday this year more than ever, but the fact that Christmas decorations keep going on sale earlier and earlier, <laughs> this year it seems like before Halloween the Christmas decorations were on sale. You know, so I normally am in this in this boat with you, TJ, that I think Christmas, they keep, they creep it a little 
earlier every year. It seems like maybe they move it a week, and now it's almost before Halloween. But I have to say that this year, given how awful the year was, and given how awful it still is, uh, right up till the last days, I was really happy to see Christmas stuff show up and Christmas uh, commercials start uh, start airing and Christmas sales showing up on uh, on my social media. So I, I I don't know. Maybe this year this isn't on my uh, on my grievance list. Candace and Bill, I wonder. I wonder how you guys felt about early Christmas this year. I feel the same way I do every year. I mean, can we just start in December? Because it's, <laughs> we got the whole month. Like, my neighbors have done a beautiful job on, you know, putting up decorations this year. And I think, actually, we have more decorations in the neighborhood this year, except for they started on October 1st. So I'm not quite sure. Like by this point, I'm kind of over looking at their lights. If I take that I don't down. even have the same sort of like two days out. Please take it down. I'm, I'm so tired of looking at this. But, you know, I'm a real Scrooge about Christmas. So <laughs> that's a very normal place for me to be. Bill, what do you think about early Christmas? Oh well, I mean, you know, it, if there was a way to make the longest year in the history of humanity any longer, it would be by – extending Christmas into October, which is exactly what our consumerism economy has done. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, if there, if there's a new low, don't worry, our capitalist society will find a way to hit it. (laughs) And, uh, and they did. And, you know, I mean, I was just sitting here going, when does this year end? (laughs) Never. It's never going to end. It's like Groundhog Day. We've only got eight days left. Eight days. So they say. So they say, can we trust that? Can we trust the calendar anymore? Is that true? (laughs) (laughs) That might be fake news. I don't know. Uh, Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phone. Sean, on the east side, what's on your mind? Thanks for taking my uh, call. So I'm going to comment on two things and then tell you mine. Uh, I was working on the uh, movie three weeks ago, and somebody pulled their mask off and coughed, and I had to, I had to just walk away. Oh no! Secondly, oh. I worked at Hudson's Eastland in the in the eighties. Wow! And they had Christmas up before back to school. They did. Yes. Yes. And, and so it's not a new thing. It's been creeping that way for a long time. I think we should do like elections. Only uh, you can only uh, campaign for three weeks before an election. <laughs> you can only turn your Christmas lights on three weeks before Christmas. <laughs> That's right. Otherwise, you get a fine. <laughs> so, so my uh, complaint is Karen. that there's so much information out there that I've got three articles open right now that I want to read, and I probably won't. There, there's just so much out there that people don't read but the first maybe three sentences and then they don't get the whole content including myself. <laughs> and and so you don't you would like there to be less out there? I just would like to be able to get through it <laughs> and get rid of about 5000 emails and you know. <laughs> so. I think that's an interesting gripe, John. I, you know, I, I look, I look when I when I was a reporter when I was first in the job, I wanted to be on the front page. But after a while, I said, no, 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 no. I want to be on the obits page, right across from the obits page, because that's the only part of the paper that mm-hmm. people read. Huh. And you know, if my story is 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 on the page opposite of that, 
I get more responses from people who read it there <laughs> because they're they're looking. They're looking at that they're instead looking at of it. they're reading. Yeah, yeah. People's reading habits are not what they should be in this no. <laughs> in this country. Uh, John, uh, as always, loved the call. Uh, thanks very much. Let's go to Carl in Harper Woods. Carl, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Stephen. Hey. hey, my Festivus gripe is, and it continues. Um, Trump signs in front yards and flags still flying. Now, Carl, you're going to start a fight here on the radio. I just want oh, you to boy. know, I took my Biden sound sign down the day after the election because I didn't want to gloat. <laughs> right, you did the right thing. Uh, well, that was a first mistake. Okay. <laughs> my, my highlight of the year was reading the book of the Summer Club, which was... Invisible Man. Uh, Invisible Ralph Man, a yeah. fantastic read, Stephen. Thanks oh. for getting me to read it. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed that. I'm glad that uh, that you took took part in that in that book club. It was really uh, something this summer. We had just hundreds of people, especially on our Facebook page, participating in that. And that is, of course, one of my favorite books. And I thought it was so appropriate for us to be reading it this year to try to put some of the things that we're seeing happen in 2020 in historical context. Uh, so I'm really, really glad about uh, you reading it and, and getting as much as you did out of it. I, I want to go back, though, to the the signs question. That's really interesting, the, the idea of people keeping Trump signs up. I imagine that they're doing that to try to, you know, fuel this idea that there's still a question about who won the election and that the president might you still get another four years uh, in the office, but but uh, I, I guess I don't know exactly what's in those what's in those people's minds. What's the right time, Bill? You worked in politics forever. What's the right time to take down your political signs? Two days before you put it up. <laughs> <laughs> in other words, just don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, you know that there there's you know, a whole show and a whole dissertation on this phenomena of the flags. And, you know, and, mm-hmm. and part of me wants to say that this is uh, a euphemism for the Stars and Bars Confederate flag, that people have put this up because it is it, it, it gives the same message, but it's, it's visually not as offensive as the stars and bars are, mm. and you know, and I think that there's some of that going on, but that's way too deep for this for this show. I'm just like, <laughs> just take the damn things down. Take I mean, down. everybody knows who you're for. <laughs> you don't have to advertise. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the best the best political sign was um, when um, when someone put up a Democrat sign, and then they the neighbor put out an empty chair. Right next to the side. And I thought, perfect, leave it. Leave that there. Uh, Okay, let's go to Chris in Ypsilanti. Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to talk about, uh, towards the beginning of the year, all the uh, toilet paper nonsense that was going on, uh, (laughs) you know, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, you know, everyone's terrified to go out to stores and... Uh, you know, even deciding to go to the store seems like a risk. Um, mm-hmm. And once you're there, you can't buy toilet paper, and frozen veggies are gone. Um, but the really big thing for me, which was a surprise, is that my local Meyer, uh they didn't have crunchy peanut butter for months. 
and it was driving me insane. Uh, we finally got <laughs> crunchy peanut butter in September, I think it was. And, uh, yeah, that was a big day for me. Yeah. Wow. Wow. No, I, I think everybody was a little annoyed by, uh, by the hoarding that some people were doing. And of course, by the supply chain problems that, 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 that caused. And I think we're starting to see a little bit of it again as people start to, to react to the the rise in numbers, uh, the rise in numbers again. Okay, I'd well, imagine. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, Thomas. I was just going to say, I, I would imagine that like the logistics program at Michigan State should be getting higher enrollment. I mean, everybody became a logistics <laughs> operations manager from That's their right. Facebook page, so I'm assuming that program is doing. Vast numbers this year. That's, that's right. Okay, we're getting short on time, and so it's now time for me to air my grievances from 2020. I don't have a really long list this year, but I have uh, some pretty, I think, high points that, that have annoyed me. The first is Zoom, and I know that this is a lot of people's uh, gripe. I, people are just sick of Zoom, they're sick of Zoom meetings, they're sick of Zoom parties. I, I, I can't believe that we've gotten to that point uh, where we're socializing with people over this, over this infernal contraption uh, that, that, that was invented. But I, my, my objection here is really specific, and it's not to the idea of Zoom. I think the idea of getting people together electronically makes some sense. It's that Zoom is... The analogous to sitting around a two-foot square table with everybody and trying to have a meeting. I mean, everybody is staring directly into everyone else's face. And that, I think, for me, is what makes me so annoyed by it. I don't want to do that. I don't want someone staring at me that way. And I don't want to stare at anyone else that way. And, and the more people that you have in the meaning, uh, the, the, the closer it feels like you're in. I mean, there's some sort of claustrophobic uh, uh, dynamic there that I don't like. So that is, my, that is the top of my grievance list this year. Second, though, is a related issue, uh, and it's the Zoom knockoffs, right? Uh, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not bad enough that we have to do this meeting and, and working on this video uh, conference platform, but, but that we have people who insist on using other, other uh, platforms to do it, platforms that maybe I don't have, platforms that maybe I don't understand, they all work differently, platforms that don't, uh, that don't have the same features. You know, when somebody tells me this is going to happen on Google Meet or, or one of these other things, I almost always am like, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm not going to be there. Uh, I, I'm tired of you. Only um, want name brand conference. <laughs> I want I want my name brand conference, and, and it's not even the brand. I just want the one that I know, and it's the one that everyone else is, seems to be using. So that's the one that I that I want to stick to, and I don't want to learn any more about this. I don't want to figure out uh, another another platform. And then my third grievance is actually against myself, uh, and the extent to which I have bought into the hoarding culture that has grown up around the pandemic. The idea that you need way more than you normally need of anything uh, because there's going to be a shortage. If you came to my house right now, you would find more paper towel than there exists at most targets. Uh, boxes and boxes of it in the basement because 
uh, I, I upped the regular Amazon shipments because I thought, well, oh my goodness. Uh, Steven, who is... knew you were a subscriber to Prepper Magazine? Huh? <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Paper towel, boxes and boxes of toilet paper. I mean, if people need stuff, they probably ought to reach out because I could supply it a lot easier than some of the stores could at this point. And I'm ashamed of myself for that. What am I doing? Why do I need all of this? It's not going to be... Uh, that dire. Things are not going to get all that crazy. Uh, I, I, need, I need to to shape up and and go back to uh, to to some normalcy there. So so that is that is my list. Uh, I wonder I wonder Candace and Bill if you have reactions to my list. Oh, always. <laughs> so first, um, one of, Bill, one of your uh, former colleagues and I are actually starting an organization called Preppers of Color. Um, it's a prepper site just for girls who. I could be the women. president of that. I think I might have, <laughs> might have helped for that along. So I apologize. I, I actually own preppersofcolor.com. So, I mean, we're ready for you when you're ready. <laughs> that is my reaction. I'm trying not to be that way, but, uh, but for now, I could certainly serve as, uh, as an organizer for you. You could be our recording secretary. <laughs> You've got all the paper we'll ever need. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay. Not very wide, but there's a lot of it. Yes, that's right. There's a lot of it. Okay, Candace Fortman, uh, Executive Director of Outlier Media. It is always great to have you here, but especially great to have you here for Festivus. Thanks again for joining us. I can't wait to be back next year. Yes, and Bill Nowling, Communications Director for Wayne County Executive Warren Evans. Always great to talk to you as well, and I love having you for Festivus. Well, I love being here for festivals because nothing I like to do more than to complain about something. So. <laughs> right. This is a chance to do it on the radio. I mean, this is like the most, this is the most calm I've been all week. So, <laughs> Well, I'm glad for that. Okay. <laughs> that's going to do it for us today. Tune in tomorrow for some holiday music as we get ready to wind down the year. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.